Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we're talking about Monica Quartermain and her many lovers. <laughs> if you don't know why I'm saying it like that, go back a couple episodes. I think it was like last fall. I don't even remember. Uh, who are we talking about? I don't know. But we were just talking. Was that Ava? Wasn't it Ava called Nicholas her lover? But the way she said it was I like, no, I'm pretty sure that's where we got it from. Could be. I don't know. It's just weird. The it use is. of the word lover is just weird. It is weird. I've never, ever referred to someone that way. Last year for Valentine's Day, we did a recap of like all the Valentine's Day situations and stuff like that. So this year we decided to pick out a couple. And at first I was thinking we should do Monica and Ned because we've been referencing it a lot. And then we're like, no, 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 no. we just got to do them all. Monica and Ned wasn't as long as the other ones. No. So I'm glad we didn't just pick that one. And it was fun to watch the other ones. It was. And so we went to General Hospital Fandom and a little bit of YouTube. You're go- we're, we have them listed in the show notes or on our website. Just go to peer54podcast.com. But we also went to social media and asked people who was her best match. And I couldn't find a picture of her and Sean Donnelly. And I made the graphic before I started watching YouTube. Ah. Or I would have just grabbed something from there. Yeah. Because she has been linked with David Langton, Jeff Weber, Ned Ashton, Pierce Dorman, Ellen Quartermain, Rick Weber, and Sean Donnelly. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, she's been on the show since 1977. Okay, no. Someone else said that to me. And in all fairness, she was married to Alan for the bulk of that. So She was married for all of them. Yeah. So the issue is not that she's had a lot of male companions. The issue is that she's had those while legally married to Alan. Or somebody else. Yes. But it was for the longest time, Alan. Yes. Most of those affairs happened when she was married to Alan. Her and Alan were the best. Yes. There was a couple of Ned, Loose Smoke and 9 1. I actually liked her with Sean Donnelly, which I did not get to finish. I only watched 
like how they started, like why they started, and then their love scene that wasn't really a love scene that I watched with yeah. them in bed talking. I mean, she's been around so long that I couldn't even find no watching her and Jeff and her and Rick was difficult. Yes, because it was very much someone had taped a VHS that they were playing and had a camcorder recording the TV. Yes. It was flipping. Yeah. It was all over the place. It was. I tried watching that one also and I gave up. Well, so we're not going to do at first, as I was reading for information about Monica's love life, I was like, Oh my gosh, is her entire bio just her affairs? It's not. So we're not getting into all of that. Okay. But did you know that Leslie Charlson is actually a recast? No. Yeah. Patsy Ron was the original Monica Quartermain when she showed up in 1977. Leslie has been on the show since 19... She's also 19... Sorry. Patsy Ron was from 76 to 77. So I'm guessing... But then I see everywhere that she came in 77. So whatever. But then Leslie Charlson came from 1977 to present, temporarily recast by Patty McCormick in 2018, mm-hmm. to which we did not like no at all no i'm pretty sure that that's what really lit the fire under us having to do this podcast (laughs) i mean we have been talking about it and talking about it and we just kept going on and on about how we just don't like her yeah yes the first appearance 1976 okay so something that happened off screen before monica came to port charles was that she had had an affair with david langton and given birth to a daughter don winthrop but she had given her up for adoption. That'll come into play later. But just wanted to get that. Right. Because it happened off screen. Yep. And I hate whenever they do those kind of things and then bring it back later. And you're like, wait, what? When did that happen? And we are totally going to be missing a lot of stuff specifically with Jeff and Rick. Because, yeah, that was all stuff that happened before we were born also and you couldn't find stuff no it was very difficult it was there wasn't that many episodes and whatever it was was very scratchy i mean again people were recording right in the 70s with their i mean tried googling their names together it it all redirected back to general hospital fandom so this is this is where we are uh where we are right as always if you have more information let we us know because totally we love hearing yes all the stuff we don't know or even her affair with sean donnelly written there wasn't very much about it and i just couldn't get through all the the youtube there was a lot and we'll talk about it obviously as we get there but there was a lot of side storyline with that yes. because the quarter mains were trying to get into sean's business yes and so Every time you tried to watch information about them, you then had to watch way too much about the business transactions right. that I'm sure played into things that happened in their affair, but that's not what we were looking for right now. Right. So Monica arrived in Port Charles in 1976, having recently married Jeff Weber, and he was played by Richard Dean Anderson, <laughs> a.k.a. MacGyver, which somebody asked on Instagram. They're like, wait, is that Richard Dean Anderson? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> You're such a key. I just also someone who was on General Hospital before he made it big. I know, but I just love how excited you get. It was MacGyver. Wait until the end, but I'm just going to say it now. She was married to MacGyver and Prince Charming. Wow. Because Stuart Damon played Prince Charming and Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, opposite of Leslie Ann Warren as Cinderella. It's wonderful. And he sang 
the song that he sang in uh, at the nurse's the musical, ball. At the nurse's ball. Yes. It was beautiful. Okay. So Steve Hardy had tapped the young married Webbers for a bold new experimental program at the hospital called Mr. and Mrs. Intern. We had talked about this. Yes. I can't remember why. But because we had talked about Steve, didn't we? Oh yeah, maybe we did. Oh, we did talk about. I don't know. I don't remember why we talked about. I think that that came into play with him. I know. I know. Better notes. Yes. Yes. And um, I agree because sometimes I can't remember what we talked about. Exactly what it has done. Yes. Thank you all so much. By the way, if you could share, (laughs) yes, with all your other General Hospital loving friends, would be much appreciated because we were having a blast. Anyway, back to the show. So for Steve, the Mister and Miss. Mrs. Intern experiment was a noble gamble. He believed that Jeff and Monica were a perfect choice. It was six months into their marriage. Steve assumed that they were ideally happy, but in actuality, their marriage was a wreck. So she came in to quote Miley Cyrus like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Jeff feared that everyone at GH was comparing him to his dead brother, Rick, who was first played by Michael Gregory and later by Chris Robinson. He missed his brother greatly, as did his wife, Monica, who had once been engaged to Rick. So I'm glad that this whole storyline of being with brothers and family members has just been an ongoing thing forever. Right. But I mean, she came in with all of this. Suddenly, Rick reappeared alive, revealing that he had been captured by African revolutionaries during the Civil War and held prisoner for 10 months. So she was engaged to him. He was only missing for 10 months. Mm-hmm. And she, in that time, had turned around and married his his younger brother. Mm-hmm. Like, he probably hadn't even been declared dead yet. Maybe she should talk to Maxie. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how that's not a good idea. They're, oh, my gosh. Monica. Sh- okay. Yeah. <laughs> Monica and Rick were still in love. Jeff grew angry and jealous as their feelings developed into an affair. So in response, he had an affair with Heather Grant. Of course. Who is Heather Weber, a scheming nanny who wanted Jeff to herself. She became pregnant, but didn't tell anyone, not even Jeff. Suddenly, Jeff disappeared, and no one knew where he was for a time until he showed up at a Port Charles bar called Barney's Place. We could bring back Barney's Place. Let's bring back Barney's Place. That sounds fun. Where he was drunk and high on amphetamine. I mean, it doesn't sound that fun, but... Jeff then stole a gun kept in the back of the bar and was found unconscious with a bullet in his brain. Well, that's not good. Yeah. Jeff had a slow recovery from his bullet wound. Out of guilt, Monica reconciled with him. When Heather revealed to Jeff that she was pregnant, Jeff told her to abort the baby. Oh, what a jerk. So that he could be with Monica. Heather responded by faking suicide and demanding Jeff leave Monica. He refused. Heather then opted to move to New York and give birth to a baby and sell it to Peter and Diana Taylor for $10,000, though she told Jeff that the baby had died. Monica, meanwhile, was shaken by the fact that her previous lover, Rick Weber, had asked Leslie Faulkner to marry him. And so Monica asked Jeff for a divorce. Wow. So her response to Rick getting engaged was her asking her husband for a divorce? It seems more likely the other way around. Like if Rick was getting a divorce, then she would ask Jeff for a divorce. Too. Right. I would have thought she would have tried to get pregnant on purpose just to solidify. Look, I'm so happy. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that what they do? If my but she didn't want if, to be with Jeff. She wanted to be with Rick. Yeah, but Rick's now engaged to oh, somebody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to show Rick that I'm happy, I'm of course going to have a baby with my husband. Yes. Okay. I understand. I see what you're saying. Duh. <laughs> That's not your logic? <sighs> no? 
Monica was devastated and tried to put a stop to Rick's engagement by blackmailing Leslie into turning down Rick's proposal. If Leslie didn't, Monica would tell the hospital board of Monica's affair with Rick, denying him the opportunity to become chief of cardiology at General Hospital. During the argument, a pregnant Leslie fell down the stairs and miscarried. Leslie was despondent and called off her engagement to Rick, hoping to save Rick's career. Meanwhile, Monica and Rick talk about how important the promotion is to Rick, and Monica realizes she cannot go through with her threat but doesn't tell Leslie as much. Of course not. Leslie and Rick are married in October 1977. Oh, good. There was an October wedding. There we go. We just asked for one well, of those. Laura got married in November. Yes. Okay. But that was also a million years ago. So maybe it's just recently that we have to get married on holidays. Maybe. I guess so. Rick and Monica's relationship becomes embittered and Monica nearly loses her job, though Leslie sets aside her personal feelings and vouches for Monica's talent as a doctor to Steve Hardy, saving her job. Leslie has always taken the high ground. Yes. Because as we talked about with Leslie, right. she went and asked Monica to have dinner mm -hmm. together. She tries to save Monica's job. Right. She delivers AJ, which we've already talked about and we'll talk about again. Yeah. But and I watched those episodes and she was very, very kind. I mean, it was definitely it was not the situation like Peter where right. hey, I'm the only one here. OK, she was, but she definitely responded in a very she would have done that for anybody. Yes. And I wish that they would bring that into the relationship more, because whenever you see them. I mean, we said it. We thought that they hated each other at every level because mm -hmm. every time that they see each other now, they're making nasty comments yep. to each other. Yep. So I wonder if we'll get some good scenes between them now that they're both there. Ooh, <gasps> that would be good. Yay. Oh, oh my one gosh. thing that I did notice through reading or watching stuff, Monica is always at a conference. She's always. <laughs> so why don't we talk about that with like Felix and yeah. Lucas and everything? Like when they go away, why don't you have them come back and be like, oh, I was studying abroad or yes. I was doing Doctors Without Borders mm -hmm. or something like that, you know? Right. Not just, oh, yeah, I've like been disappeared. in the lab for months. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so angry. Sorry. Um, Do you want to go? Okay. Okay. Rick and Monica's relationship. Nope. I read that. Monica claims to be moving on, but she and Rick are forced to work together with Dr. Alan Quartermain, Stuart Damon, on plans for a new wing at the hospital. Monica makes a last-ditch effort to bed Rick while trapping... No, while trapped in a remote ranger station overnight during a storm. Okay, I feel I like I really wish that I could have watched that um, while working on a project, but is turned down. That had to hurt. While Monica continues to antagonize Leslie and Rick, she soon begins a relationship with Alan, though she's still very much attracted to Rick. See, that was her problem. You need to fully end that one relationship before you move on to the next, which she is apparently not very good at doing. No. Monica has her doubts about her relationship with Alan, but these were soon overshadowed when Monica's foster mother, Gail Adamson, discovered that Monica had slept with Gail's late husband, Greg. Ew. Gail did not believe Monica's explanation that Greg had forced her into an affair and cut ties with Monica, and Monica turned to Alan for support and agreed to marry him. I also read somewhere that he actually raped her. Yes. So I, I don't like that. No. After their 1978 wedding, Alan bought a mansion for Monica as a wedding present, and his family ended up living there as well. So a couple important things to note here. For some reason, I always thought that it was the quarter main mansion that Alan was inheriting, mm -hmm. but maybe had gotten ahead of time, and he gave it as a gift 
to Monica. No, right. He just straight up th- bought the mansion and then moved mom and dad in. Yeah. And everyone. So it is legit her house. So when you hear her saying, Alan gave it to me, he really did. It wasn't just. Someone should remind Tracy of that because she likes to throw it up in her face all the time. Yeah. And know it was bought. Real, did, were you under that impression? Yes. That, like it was the family's and yes. he just got it? Yeah. Right. Well, where else would they have lived beforehand? Well, so I thought that they were there. Me into my second point. Remember, the Quartermains weren't in Port Charles until 1978 is when they first came. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, see? This is why. I'm glad that the writing makes sense and pulls it all together. Yeah. I want to know where I find a man that's going to buy me a mansion as a wedding present because that know. sounds awesome. Right. However, within a year of her second marriage, Monica once again fell into Rick's arms and the two had a one night stand. Monica was pregnant and did not know who the father was. Monica gave birth to a son, AJ. Monica believed that Rick was the father and Rick and Leslie divorced so Rick and Monica could be together. Alan was enraged by this turn of events and made several attempts to kill Rick and Monica, but was thwarted at every attempt. Oh my gosh, I watched like two episodes. First of all, in the 70s, how was everybody so super skinny? I don't know. Do you notice that? Yes. Like when, so he followed Rick and Monica, went to the beach, and they were like, it was Michael. Was it Michael Weber, one of the adopted kids or foster kids? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we talked about this. Okay. And I can't, but I feel like it was a blip and we we're like, we don't know who that is. Okay, here we go. Okay. Well, his name was Michael. Okay. And so they were spending the day at the beach. First of all, this is back when they would actually go on location for stuff because they were actually at a marina, actually on the beach. They stopped and got fish and chips. Alan was stalking them. Mm. But he's wearing such the 70s outfit of like the polyester pants. And he is... <laughs> I know Alan got bigger later. I mean, as he aged, as we all do. Right, right. But I never thought he was... But when you look at him at 1978, he is like a beanpole. And he looks much taller. But anyway, <laughs> so he's wearing these polyester pants and this turtleneck. And Maybe he a, had those shoes, the 70s shoes jacket that made him taller. Over top of it. And he's wearing those big aviator glasses, like lurking in between the boats and stalking them and like climbing down the rocks as they are. I, I think they might've been getting it on, on the, mm. and Monica was like super tiny too. I mean, it was just, I don't understand it. Like I have an issue with the fact he's other trying to kill someone that's pregnant. She wasn't pregnant. This was after AJ. Oh, okay. After AJ was born. Okay. Well, still, she's a mom. <laughs> you probably killing her. Well, yeah, you shouldn't kill a mom. Well, so they're having this great day. And then that Michael kid goes off fishing with people and he follows them. I guess Rick had rented like a cabin that was over something. And well, so Alan had a gun Mm. and I'm sorry. So go way back before they got to the beach. He followed her to Rick's apartment. Okay. He actually like opened up the door and you could barely see through the crack that like Monica and Rick were kissing and everything. And that's when he had the gun. And then he hit around the corner as they left and then he followed them and then we see him you know going down the um steps or not the steps the rocks like the big big rock and just following them all over so they get fish and chips and have them with michael and then they leave and then he stops and gets fish and chips (laughs) and they have this first of all the 70s music i love 70s pop music okay marvin (laughs) hamlishy music that is just you know the it's the get it on music, but no, okay. It's not, it's not the get it on music. It's the, it's the music that, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. So they wa- they have this shot of him walking down the street, and it's kind of like 
you're looking up from the street of him just walking down the street eating these fish and chips. It was, I don't know. I liked how they filmed it too. So then they go up into the top of wherever they are going to make love. And you hear Alan almost shot at them. And then there's the, in his head, voice that says, no, I need to wait for them to be alone before I shoot them, before I kill them. Oh. And I mean, he just keeps like repeating it over and over again. And then he sees them go up into this room. And that's where I kind of stopped with them. So I gave myself a cliffhanger. But yeah, it was it said something about before the explosion, but then there wasn't an explosion. So then I read something about the fact that she and Alan were in an explosion, but I couldn't get any more details. Oh, so please fill me in. And just tell me what you guys were... You know what they were eating in the 70s? They didn't have as much junk in their food. Even right. the health food didn't have right. as much fillers and junk and everything. That's mm-hmm. why everybody was so... Yeah. Did I sound like super judgy about that? Or was it just- <laughs> no, I think you're super jealous. Like now we go and things are automatically super, super extra larges, whether you want it or not. Well, yeah. And then you eat it all. And that's why... You're not looking like they did in the and 70s. It has a bunch of junk in it. But yeah. it's just funny to look at them because, you know, we know Alan from the 90s. Right. And so, I think that part of that is also, though, the fact that they were how much younger. We know it well, is yeah. way easier to be skinny when you're younger than it is as an adult. I am not the same size that I was when I was like 25. No. Nope. Aging stinks. <laughs> So where were we? Unless you're Monica, then you just get a bunch of young lovers I... and you're all good. The first sentence, we just talked about the mansion. No, and then, oh, but he was thwarted at every attempt. So I don't know the other times that he tried to kill them. So you guys need to fill us in if you watch this in 78. Right. What else did he try to do? Because Monica does say it sometimes. Oh, yeah. like She definitely brings it up. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, both Monica and Alan realized that AJ was indeed Alan's son and not Rick's. Eventually. How do you just like... I don't know. Figure that out. Well, and someone told us that we need to watch the reveal of Alan actually being AJ's dad. Okay. And I forgot to. Monica attempted to hide this fact from Rick, but Alan eventually exposed the truth. Rick, disgusted with Monica's continued manipulations, left her and went back to Leslie. Monica felt that she had no other alternative but to stay with Alan. I feel bad for Leslie there. Yeah. She should have been like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not getting back together with you. I'm not your second choice. Thanks anyway. She deserves to be first choice. Exactly. Yes. No. Well, now I'm sad for her. Following their reconciliation, Monica refused to sleep with Alan and insisted on separate rooms. Alan grew frustrated, and in 1981, he embarked on an affair with Susan Moore, who became pregnant, because they all do, and gave birth to Alan's son, Jason. In 1983, Susan was murdered, and Alan fought Susan's cousin, Heather, which would be Heather Weber. Mm -hmm. She's so whatever, though. Like, she's she's in all the bad storylines, no matter where she is in story. Yes. Um, yes, your note says the same Heather whom Jeff had cheated on Monica with several years earlier, but it's just crazy that she's in everything for custody of the baby. Susan was a niece of Alice Grant, who was Heather's mother. Monica was not pleased at having her husband's illegitimate offspring in the house at first, but eventually grew to love Jason as if he were her own. She later legally adopted him as well. I can't imagine Jason not being Monica's. Like, I know, obviously, I knew that he was adopted, but they have such a good relationship, especially even now with all the stuff that Jason's been through. It would have been so weird if they hadn't 
let them develop that relationship yeah. back then. But they've struggled with their relationship too. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll it's still a good too. mom, mom relationship. In 1986, Monica had an affair with Sean Donnelly, the late John Riley. Started while Sean was in the hospital. They kissed. So he was in the hospital, but he was prolonging trying to stay in the hospital. Yeah, stealing pills. <laughs> yes. To because cause he didn't heart issues. Right. Like an arrhythmia because he didn't want to go to jail. Of everything. But I didn't know what he was going to jail for. I don't know either. Okay. I wondered if I, I mean, obviously I missed it, but I wondered if you had seen that. Nope. Um, Alan had actually forced Monica to sleep with him one night and she was very angry about it the next day. She even said that he had forced himself on her. Marital rape is a thing. I wrote some of this. <laughs> you did. Marital rape is a thing. I'm like, that's all Shannon. No, but it's not. But yes, you know, he did force her. Like he grabbed her and kissed her. And the next day she was giving him the cold shoulder. And she's like, you forced yourself on me last night. And I'm like, people don't realize that like you can actually be yes. raped by your spouse. Right. No means know? no, no matter what your relationship exactly is. Yeah. And after I wrote that, Edward and Lila came. Oh, and it was so great to see Lila walking around. And Aww. it was great. And Edward says to Alan, what the heck did you do to her? You know, and Alan's like, I did what you said. I took her to bed. So, yikes. That's that was the so... information that his dad had given him. But so I'm not saying that Alan should not have done it. Right, right. But, but times Alan were different like, in the 80s. Alan was like, yes, she won't touch me. And Edward's like, you take her. Yeah. You know, but I don't think he meant rape her. Right. It was, no, you have to seduce her. Like, right. You have to, you got to put some effort into it, man. Exactly. You know, not just, but he should have been a little more clear. But I feel like Alan should know at the end of the day, no matter what, that that wasn't okay. Yeah, and well, he, he didn't. That's the thing. Because <sighs> then Edward's like, well, you must have done a good job at it because she seems all flustered, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. And he said, there's no problem in a marriage that cannot be solved in a bedroom. Wow. So I'm going to highly. Lila was always so happy. <laughs> I'm going to highly disagree with that, but okay. I 100% <laughs> agree. But it was just, it was a really interesting. But that was Edward too. Yeah. That was kind of his, he was a man's man. But it was a very interesting, it, looking at it now, that would never be no. done or said or anything, you know, but it's, it was the 80s. That's how it, things were. Things were different. I mean, you can just see that through all the different rape storylines. How oh, many yeah. times talking about the 70s are we like, oh, yeah, he raped her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, not that it doesn't happen now, but they don't portray it with that. Right. Yeah. That just happened. And she did not say you raped me. It was right. Just, you, forced you forced yourself. yourself. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Monica told Alan he needed to move out, and when he refused, she said she would. Monica wound up kicking all the quartermains out of the mansion, which I just love, again, about the fact that it's hers. And you said, need to do more research into finding conflicting information. So I wanted to know why she kicked them out. Like, did she kick them out because Alan had forced herself, forced himself on her and was, like, trying to force a relationship that wasn't there? And she was like, you know what? Forget it. Get out. Because she said that she would move out, and then he said that, no, she told him to move out, and he said no. And then she said, fine, I will. But then I was wondering, maybe she was like, no, forget it. You gave me this house. I bet it was a combination yeah. of all of it. Because, again, like your note says here, that was when she was involved with Sean, and right. they were trying to take over his right. so corporation sure and stuff. So I more, because uh, through everything that she and Sean were doing, the quartermates wound up bankrupt. Yes. So I don't know. And they were trying to use her because the one clip mm -hmm. that I, I mean, I watched a couple of clips, but the one clip um, after Sean got out of the 
hospital or Sean was getting ready to get out of the hospital, Edward said to her, did you ask Sean about whatever's going on with right. his business? And she was like, no, I haven't seen him. Ask him yourself. Right. So she was she was trying to not be but they set her up for that affair. Not that it's ever OK to cheat, but they were pushing her on him. What did you think was going to happen at this thing? Yeah. As Alan's being a jerk and now you're pushing me into spending time with this guy is totally. And that's the thing, too. So I didn't finish the Sean Donnelly stuff. Did Sean actually like her or was he also trying to play her because he knew that she and Alan were having problems? Right. Because they said he's like, I wish that all my doctors were as beautiful as you. And yeah. So so was he just being a little charmer? I don't I don't know. I hope not, because I is love Sean. Sean like but would Sean have done that? I don't. I don't know, because I don't know Sean back then. Okay. But I know that he set them up with the documents that were from Puerto Rico, Brazil. I don't know I where did. they were. Yeah. Okay. So um, he had sent. He had a partner in. I think it was Brazil. Okay. It might have been Puerto Rico. Anyway, one of those places that they just happened to have business partners at. And so the Quartermains sent someone down there to find information. Okay. And whenever he got down there, he started hooking up with some girl that worked for that guy. And the girl came to him and was like, here, I have this information for you. So and he could have been using Monica. He totally could have. Because then whenever yeah. they computed the you know, value of the company or whatever, the spy for the quarter mains called back and was like, oh my gosh, there's all this information. And Sean later was talking to his friend there and was like, oh yeah, I set the bait and they totally took it, blah, blah, blah. So, so he totally could have. He Maybe totally Tiffany could have, but him. I'm hoping... Tiffany changed him. I'm hoping not because I love him. Maybe Tiffany changed him. Okay. So you can <laughs> still have your love. Okay. Okay. But perhaps before... So, and that's the thing... I wish we had thought about this a long time ago to do this because I would have loved to have watched. There was 154 episodes yeah. in the Sean Donnelly. There was, but again, a lot of it was that business over stuff. 600 for Alan and Monica. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we did not have enough no, time. No, no matter when we would have started, we wouldn't have been able, again, we can't watch all of the years of general hospital, which we do have other things that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little, maybe. <laughs> But so that's kind of where I was with that thought. Cause I'm like, okay, why did she kick them out? Because all that it says, the only, here's how the sentence originally read was, Oh, it was in 19, the original sentence that I then went and did like extra yeah. research was in 1986, Monica had an affair with Sean Donnelly and kicked all the quarter mains out of the mansion. Yeah. That's lacking a little information. Yeah. So <laughs> I did my best. Right. You can obviously tell where I added yes. my stuff, but yes, yes. Okay. Let's okay. get back to it. Right. So Alan concocted a bizarre, bizarre scheme to frame Sean for his murder and even went missing for several months as part of the plan. Eventually, Sean let Mon- left Monica for Tiffany Hill. I love Tiffany. And Monica reluctantly reconciled with Alan and let the quartermains move back into the mansion. So, yeah, from that, I would take There's that it all had to do we're missing, yeah. with that. I don't care as long as he ended up with Tiffany. But I do feel bad. That Monica kept going back to Alan as a last resort. Right. They do have I'm a never great. Be able to escape him. Yes, they do have a great love story when they're in love. But a lot of the time that they kept going back to each other was like, Meh, I don't have anybody else, so I might as well be living in this mansion, and that's just not okay. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead. Monica went away to a spa resort and ended up sleeping with one of the workers there, a young man named Ward. Young, young. man. <laughs> To Monica's surprise, Ward turned out to be Ned Ashton, at the time played by Kurt McKinney, the son of her sister-in-law, Tracy Quartermain, and thus Alan's nephew. Ew. Ned was fired from the spa for fraternizing with a guest. 
I think he did more than fraternizing. <laughs> fraternizing. It was a private lesson, okay? <laughs> Dirty dancing. <laughs> the two agreed to keep the affair a secret when Ned finally arrived in Port Charles. But soon, another secret of Monica's would come out. Monica's secret daughter, Dawn Winthrop, turned up and began dating Ned. Ew. They were to be married, but on their wedding day, Don found out about his affair with Monica and called off the wedding. Monica and Ned were forced to tell the entire family about their affair, and Alan physically attacked Ned. These two secrets proved to be the death blow to Monica and Alan's marriage, and the two divorced. Alan later married Lucy Coe in 1990. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally remember him and Lucy, but I didn't realize that Ned was what pushed them. Yeah together yeah or pushed the divorce to be finalized okay ned was young like <laughs> that was i'm pretty sure he was i mean she was getting her groove back young like wow young i didn't like so i liked the um attraction part of it like you're sad and you're mad and whatever and this cute tennis pro is all about you or whatever but whenever she told him that they needed to end things did you watch that i didn't okay apparently they had done a tennis lesson together and she kicked his butt and so he had made a bet with her that if she won he would take her out to dinner or something so she shows up or um she's in the shower and one of the hotel workers is knocking on the door. And so she goes and answers it. And the hotel worker is like, your husband just called. He said, he'll be at this number for the next five minutes. So she's complaining to herself about why is he calling me, telling me I have five minutes to call him back. Like, obviously, there's something going on with them. You can already tell. Right. And then Ned walks in. The hotel worker left the door open. They were like individual little like shacks that you stayed in. Okay. The um, hotel worker left the door open, which I don't know why you would do that, but okay. And so Ned like walks in and she's in her nightgown and getting ready to call Alan. And he says, I'm ready to pay my debt. And she's like, oh, no, we were just joking. And he's like, no, I'm going to take you out to lunch, dinner, whatever. I guess it was lunch because it was earlier in the day. So they go out to lunch at this diner and it's like below her normal standards. And she says something about she's scared of those kind of places. She feels like they have health violations. Like a dive bar or something. It was it was like a diner diner. Like the diners like around us. Yeah, like a cute whatever diner, like a diner. but yeah diner. i don't know how else to describe it and she's like she doesn't say this is below me but she's like oh, i don't really eat in places like this and he's like oh no they have the best food here whatever blah 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 i didn't watch how I'm the sorry, night progressed dives have yes awesome exactly um so they end up hooking up and then the next morning she's like watching him sleep and then he wakes up and she's sitting in a chair and she says you know you gave me such a great night and I really care about you, but this has to be over. And he's like, no, I know you don't mean that. And I'm, it was one was night. One night. Yeah. I, I don't mean to be a jerk, but when they say affair, I assume this was ongoing for months and months and months, yeah. but I don't it know. Really how, I don't know how long she stayed well, no, because it says that she, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how long she was staying at this resort. Right. Like, she left, and he was like, no, don't leave yet, and, like, they made out again or whatever. So, I don't know how many times they actually hooked up, but it, it doesn't feel to me, please, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't feel like it could have been more than a week tops. So, right. why are we so invested in this? No, please don't leave me. That's weird. Except for that's what the entire premise of Grease was based on. <laughs> I guess so. It was really cute, though, to hear Ned talk, because you could well, tell. Well, they had the whole summer together, though. True. So, it was more than once. He was totally like she had was made an impression an on him. Oh, 
and you know, and it didn't say it. Oh my god, I hope not. It didn't say that, but just the way he was talking to her, it was like he really liked her, and okay. so he was like pouring his heart out to her, and it was cute the way that. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Except for at the same time, you're going, oh my god, he's so young. He's so young. He's so young. So I don't know. I would like to know if it occurred more outside of that. I feel like it could like have. Should have though, just b- because of how it's talked about. See, I don't think that it is though. Now I really do want to know. We'll have to, okay. we'll to have see to finish watching. people answer or finish watching or whatever. Yeah. Because there, I mean, there wasn't a ton of it either. I mean, again, I wasn't spending right. all day watching just Ned and her, but she at least tried to end it after the first time, and yeah. he was already like, "No, please," which is weird to me. Hmm. Interesting. So after Alan's marriage to Lucy also proved a disaster because who didn't see that coming? Monica and Alan were drawn back together by their son AJ's rebellious behavior. In 1991, the two remarried and the next three years of their marriage were relatively calm, which is odd for any quarter main relationship. Although the return of David Langdon, Dawn's father, I don't remember. I think that was before me. I don't remember. I, I, uh, 91, I would have been like, off and on. Right. Um, AJ's relationship with David's daughter Nikki and Alan's friendship with Rhonda Wexler did give That's the couple <laughs> exactly. You're like forget <laughs> Nikki and David. Uh, the only thing that matters is Rhonda Wexler did give the couple some cause for concern. Is it going to get us into Rhonda Wexler later? No, but do you want to fill us in because Alan had an affair with her? Yes, because there was Karen was thought to be his daughter for right. a minute, and then it turned out that no, she was Scotty's. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. I, I just have to say it like that because I love Karen. So Rhonda no, Wexler. Yeah. But and that's the thing. Like I had to piece together and I took out some stuff just because I was like, no, that is not relationship. Yeah. But see, yeah, I would have friendship because you're right. Because when we talked about the pill thing. Right. So I don't know. Again, in 91, I would have been 11. So I would have been watching it, like hearing it in the background as my mom was watching it, not actually watching it because I didn't know that Alan and Rhonda had something going until Karen, which would have been like 96, 97 okay. or whatever. Although that wouldn't have made sense. How would so they have they thought? they didn't have an affair? But how would, how would they have thought that Karen was right, that's Alan? So it would have been pre. Right. Yeah. So it would have been before he had been with Monica. She was probably just the ex-flame that showed up. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't realize the math there was so close. Yeah, that's five years. And yeah. Karen was not five. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. No. So Monica battled breast cancer. This is when I was like really getting into it. And she tried to push Alan away. He tried to stay close. AJ's alcoholism led to a car accident involving him and Jason, which then changed Jason's personality. That was the whole slamming into the tree yeah. thing. Um, as a result of all the tragedy in her life, Monica separated from Alan and longed to make herself feel better. You want to? This is what I was say. You want to tell us? I spent this time watching. Yeah, that was when I started watching because that was never. So Monica had breast cancer, and then she went to that retreat, and that's whenever she met mm-hmm. Paige. Was her name? Yep. Um, Emily's mom, and that's how she ended up with Emily. So yep. that was what got me really hooked. Yep. So this was the good one. <laughs> This is a very good one. I'm so glad that you put who he is because when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, I know him. I know him. Who is that? Thank you. So Go ahead. Monica embarked on an affair with Dr. Pierce Dorman, who's played by the guy who played Bob from Desperate Housewives, Tuck Watson. I'm so glad that you put that because I could not place it how I knew him, but I knew him. him. And then I was like, wait. And so I... 
followed the line. So he was Bob (laughs) from Desperate Housewives. Thank you. And he was not the first Pierce. There was another Pierce, but he played him. Yes. The longest. I think that the other one only had like one or two episodes. Kind of like the first TJ. Oh, okay. You know, which predictably ended in a disaster when Dorman made false allegations of sexual harassment against Monica. So if you watch Desperate Housewives, Bob is a sweetheart. Yes. He is a doll. Yes. Yes. The exact opposite is Pierce Dorman. Mm -hmm. When she went to break off the affair, he was, he had like arranged champagne and all this stuff. He started basically saying, you know, you're just a two bit, whatever. You're just a middle-aged housewife. That was so something like awful. That. He like, was like, you know, I'm your last chance at a yes. younger man affair. I'm a seller's punch and I have what you need. Yes. Like, yep. Whatever. And then he started to drink the champagne and then he slammed it up against the wall and then he started to get abusive. Yeah. So then he brought those sexual harassment charges, but, and Alan didn't believe it. Right. You know, she, she straight went to Alan and said, this is going to happen. And she was like, I'm going to get my own attorney, but I want you to know Mm -hmm. because they weren't together. Right. Alan's like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, it's false because he didn't think it was true. And she said, no, it is. Cause he's like, he'll need receipts. He'll need phone calls, you know that. And she goes, he has it. Mm -hmm. And then she admitted it happened the day that Alan left. Right. The day that he moved out was the day that she first slept with Pierce. And in court, Dorman's lawyers brought up all of Monica's past indiscretions, including her affair with Ned. And he wound up winning the case. And he also kind of went after Emily. Yeah. He assaulted Monica in the parking garage. Mm -hmm. And Alan was like, no. Yeah. He was like, don't touch my wife. And but before that, he had told when he threatened to kill him, which then somebody else was listening. But he was so creepy and so horrible. So good. Yes, he was. He was awful. There was like two different times that she tried to break up with him. And he was like, this affair ends when I say yes. it ends. Yes. And then he brought in the whole Emily stuff. Well, I had a talk with and your Emily daughter today. To of it. Yes. She wound up making it worse. Of course, because that's what 13. You know. She must have been like 13, 14 at that time, if that. She was very young. Yes. But oh, those were the she was best so worried scenes. about Monica and Alan because yeah. she just wanted them to be together. Well, she right, she just in with them lost and, her mom or was right. in the process of losing her mom. Just, like, come on. She was already, I was yeah. she already gone. I wasn't yeah. sure where it had happened. They would call her they referred to her as their daughter, but she was still calling them Alan and Monica. Okay. Okay. But <sighs> Pierce Storman was he brought it. <laughs> I just, I felt like it was probably my first, oh my gosh, what the heck is happening? Because <laughs> then she winds up kidnapping him and torturing him. And it was the best. Like, why don't we have this Monica anymore? I text you that. <laughs> you did. You did. I think it's really funny, Joe. I tried not to, but I was just like, why? I mean, okay, she shouldn't have been doing the things that she was doing. She kidnapped him. She injected him. But just the way that they even filmed it too, it was, it was so good. Okay, what were you going to say? I just love how whenever we talk about the guys, we're like, oh, that was so awful. He was such a jerk. But whenever the women retaliate in these awful ways, we're like, like, yes, these were so good. Okay, but if it was a flip. It was retaliation, yes, for his. I mean, he really was awful. He was awful. He was also a drug dealer, but we're not even going to. I mean, he did a whole. We could just do a whole thing on him. Yes. There you go. (sighs) He was like a hot Cyrus. There you go. I liked it. Yep. Thank you so much for telling me who's from General or from Desperate Housewives. You're welcome. 
Um, and because he won the case, Monica was fired from GH. Oops. We should do that. How many times has Monica been fired? There we go. GH? Or almost. <laughs> we could do a whole three months of Monica storylines. Oh my gosh, yeah. Monica was shocked to learn that Alan was addicted to painkillers and had become a junkie. That was the other thing. Yes. So Alan needed, is that even a thing? He needed his tendon replaced or repaired. I guess repaired would make sense, but they said replaced, I thought. Anyway, in his arm. I would imagine. And Pierce was doing the operation and he um, said... Alan said, will you, if I die, will you let my next of kin know? Because he hadn't told anyone he mm-hmm. was going for surgery. And Pierce was like, oh, yes, Monica is going to have a nice surprise later. And it was all creepy. Like, he's definitely going to kill him. And then Monica found out and went into the operating room. Amy, didn't Amy spill the Yes, leave? yes. No. Which, but she wasn't even trying at first. No. She was just like, yeah, he's unavailable. He's in surgery. Oops. So Monica went to observe. And she even said, why is he under this kind of anesthesia? He could be under just the general, and he was like, I'm handling it. This is my case. Alan knew all of the things that may happen whenever he went into this, but then he did do the surgery correctly, and everything was fine. So, yeah, Alan got, again, not to make an excuse, but Alan got addicted to the painkillers because of his arm, right? He wasn't addicted to them beforehand. No, No, it was... okay. Well, they showed him in the hospital with his arm in the sling, like slipping a pill. Mm -hmm. And then later she was like, you haven't taken any pain pills. Take one. So I wasn't sure if it had been a problem before that. No. Okay. Um, She kicked him out of the mansion when he refused to get professional help and took over as chief of staff as GH. Wasn't she just fired a minute ago? How did she become chief of staff? No, we just stuck in the lockdown. <laughs> Alan's <laughs> efforts to help kick his addiction. Oh, when all the stuff with Dorman came. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I believe that she was rehired because it came out that he was a jerk. All the came out. Got it. Yes. Alan's efforts to help kick his addiction took a toll on the marriage. However, when Alan saved the life of Max Scorpio after he had been shot at his club, Monica regained faith in Alan. Monica took Alan back when he finally got professional help for his addiction and returned to his old self. Good job, Monica, for waiting until he had actually got the proper help that he needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan and Monica briefly considered trying for another baby in 2001. What? They later decided to renew their vows only for Sky Chandler to turn up and claim that she was Alan's daughter. All of this just reminds me of my childhood. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> I remember. You should clarify because of watching GH. Not that these types of things are happening in your family. I, just, I remember watching this. I remember that one time that kid showed up and said he was my dad's kid. No. Uh, they later decided to renew their vows only for Sky Chandler to turn up and claim that she was Alan's daughter. While Monica and Sky clashed at first, they eventually established a cordial relationship and Monica was even allowed even allowed Sky to stay at the mansion after Tracy revealed that she wasn't da- Alan's daughter after all. We should also do that. How many fake Quartermain heirs? Yes. And it's not because of them that Sky didn't know, right? Sky didn't know that she wasn't Ellen's, or did she? Oh. I don't remember, but Franco didn't. Right. Okay. Yes. I, I guess we have the two right there. So <laughs> that's it. Alan's jealousy came out later when Rick Weber returned to town to be part of Laura Spencer's upcoming wedding. Alan was livid to see his wife in several animated conversations with Rick and even more upset to see them dancing together at Luke's during a party for the hospital. He warned Rick to keep his hands off his wife and Monica revealed and Monica reveled in Alan's attention. 
Alan and Monica later reconciled after Rick was killed in 2003. <laughs> I'm glad that all your past lovers don't need to die for you to reconcile with the other person. Yeah. In 2004, Lila died in her sleep. The whole family was grief-stricken. Oh, why do you make me we read that? That's so were. sad. However, none of them could claim any of Lila's money for one month. Lila had left a stipulation in her will that a judge would award her estate to the person who acted the most virtuous in the next month. I love Lila. Mm -hmm. Monica and Alan were disqualified within the first week after they tried to conspire against the rest of the family, which is not shocking at all. Uh -uh. In 2005, AJ faked his death as part of a complicated plot to frame his ex-wife, Courtney Matthews, for murder and eventually kidnapped his son, Michael. Alan and Monica blamed each other for failing to show AJ enough love and attention, and once again, a rift between or a rift began in their marriage. When AJ turned up alive and was subsequently murdered, Alan and Monica separated. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love. I just Alan love that. That's the storyline. Like, yes. yeah, we were together, but then our son came back from the dead, and then he was killed for real. So, yeah, we just had to split. Monica also believed that she had witnessed Michael killing AJ and helped in the cover up. Though eventually, it was revealed that her grandson was not to blame. Oh, so that's another murder that Michael has been. Yeah, just a few. Okay. Oh, that's one of the murders, Jason, Claudia. Didn't he cover for? Yes. There Michael? you go. Is that one of the ones I'm pretty remember that he was I think so. tried for? Okay. If you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> you have to listen to it. Monday. We're, we're confused about something else. Yep. <laughs> Alan blamed Jason for AJ's death and paired up with Michael's therapist, Asher Thomas, to get Michael away from Sonny and back in the Quartermain mansion. Monica wanted to end their marriage over Alan's treatment of Jason. Ironic because she didn't want anything to do with him at the beginning. And now she's, yep. you know, all team Jason and his handling of the whole affair, and vowed to leave as soon as he recovered. Alan began acting secretive, and Monica finally learned that his secret was that he knew that AJ had wanted his brother Jason killed years earlier after the accident that left Jason with permanent brain damage. She wanted to leave him even after his heartfelt confession that he had saved Jason from certain death that night, even though he couldn't be sure how it would turn out. Alan felt like he was given a new chance with Jason when an experimental drug left Jason with complete amnesia and tried desperately to get his son to come home. But Monica told him the truth. Monica and Jason, no, Monica and Alan, sorry, eventually patched up their differences and decided to remain married again. And that's another one we can do. How many times has Jason had amnesia? How many experimental things have they tried on Jason? In February 2007, Monica was frantic when many of her family were trapped and held hostages in the Metro Court Hotel. Jerry Jacks had locked down the hotel and trapped everyone inside when he waited to open a briefcase from Lorenzo Alcazar. Alan had suffered a heart attack and while he was held hostage and was the only hostage released early. He collapsed as he exited the hotel and was taken immediately into surgery. Monica performed the surgery and we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> but she knew that his chances at survival were slim due to the extensive damage his heart had suffered. She was able to pro profess her love for her husband one final time before he died. And that was it. She hasn't had any love interests for 13, 14 years. Maybe she can hook up with Dante. We can go back to that younger lover. Ew. Stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> not do that. It might be better than Sam because I'm over that storyline. And then I just added that Monica laid it later presented Sam with Alan's ring to give to Jason on their wedding day. 
which that was sweet. That was sweet. That was very sweet. Mm -hmm. We already mentioned the MacGyver and Prince Charming. (laughs) We were talking about it. But again, I don't think she had too many lovers. It's just the fact that every single time she's she's married, she's married, she's married. Yeah. So Pierce, she technically, well, they were, they were separated. They were separated. So she was married. Okay. Yeah. But that's still not as, I mean, that was bad, but that's not as bad. Like Ned, she was married whenever she was with Ned. Yes. And Sean, she was married whenever she was with Sean. And when she was with Rick, she was married to his brother at one point and Alan at one point. Right. A couple points. Yeah. So. Yeah. We should give her a good. That would be. I mean, we don't need like steamy love scenes, but we but could she, bring some older gentlemen in for these women. Right. Let's go. I Monica could definitely flirt it up with some. Yes. Maybe one of the um, AA guys. Yeah. Because she's been. Oh, did I leave that in there? I don't know what you're talking about. So I can't help you. She. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that I had, I thought I left it in there. She basically blamed Jason for losing everybody because she lost Alan. And then a few months later, she lost Emily mm-hmm. and she had lost AJ. Right. And that's when she started drinking. But she's been in AA since I believe 2008. Okay. So I was going to say, I don't know when she yeah. finally stopped. I knew that. I mean, that's all that loss. Her love story, so that's why. Right, I, right, right, right. I, I meant to mention that on. Maybe I did mention that on Monday's episode that she had been in since 2008. I don't. know. We literally just recorded <laughs> it like an hour ago, and I, and I can't know. tell you. I don't think you did because I, I think, think I 2008 would have stuck out to me. Okay, but so, anyway, yes, I knew why she had started drinking. I just didn't know well, when she stopped. The thing is, for the first year that you're, I don't even. I don't know if it's the first year that you are. In AA, but basically you're not supposed to be in a relationship. Yes. So, right. You got to focus on yourself. Yeah. Right. So as long but as she finds an in. older gentleman yeah. that has been in it for longer than a Maybe year. she can be with Gregory. Oh, that would be good. Uh, Me and Jackie get divorced. She can be with Gregory. Yes. I would like that. I think I like him. He just needs more yeah. lines, more conversation. Because I'm tired of hearing him talk about his marriage with Chase. Yes. Let's get her hooked up. Okay. Let's hook them up. I, I approve. Do it. Stamp of approval. Sweet. But that was fun. I wish that we had more time. Yes. To just dedicate. I wish we were able to dedicate more of our time to just watching. And I wish that we could go take a road trip out to that film place that has all the <laughs> shows. Yes. It's in Pennsylvania. We have to find it. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Road trip. Or if, you know, General Hospital ABC could just put all of them on. <laughs> I don't Disney understand Plus. why they can't do I that. I would pay premium for that. I would pay I, like I, extra. I would too. I would too, or even a whole DVD collection. Like I know it's absurd. Years, I would. Pay. They could make some serious money off that though, because DVD collections are insane. I would pay a couple hundred dollars for that. Yeah, have fifty-eight years of General Hospital. Right. Yes, please. Yeah. Or break it up into decades. Mm-hmm. Give us the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. Right. I'm still gonna buy them all, but. Or they could do it by character. Like there was one. I'm still in my basement. I'm sure of the best weddings. Yes. That you could watch. I think it had Felicia's. I know it had um, Alan and Lucy's. SNL does that or used to do it where they had like the best of Will Ferrell, the best of yeah. the Myers. Yeah. They could do that and that would like everything together for us. Mm. <laughs> like my sound effect there. <laughs> everything together. <laughs> we can edit all that out. Yeah. To watch the extras. Okay. Okay. That's what they should I do. I like it. I've decided. Done. Okay. Let's do it. So we hope that you enjoyed our little recap of Monica and her lovers. 
But as always, fill us in on what we're missing. Please, please do. And join us on Monday as we talk about this week's episodes and have a happy Valentine's Day. Aww. Aw, that's so cute. I don't think of Valentine's Day as a holiday anymore because it's my niece's birthday. Oh. So that kind of just... Well, happy birthday to Cance- Cancel that. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. 